Talk 104.1. Hello. Good Wednesday. Flood watch through tomorrow morning for counties along and south of 44. We're going to continue to see rain today and tonight. Look at that first alert forecast coming up. We are halfway through the week. Friday, we do have our Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing. That is right. As we broadcast live from Scramblers, just uh, wait for us to get out there, do the show live, have some guest friends pop in here and there. It's a little more active on a Friday than uh, than sometimes we we normally are. It's just a good way to kick off the weekend. It's a great place for you to come also if you are someone who just wants to know how to get involved. You hear about things that are going on, and you... And a lot of folks, they want to get involved, but they don't want to go to the local Republican Party headquarters because you know, they, they see oftentimes that as part of the problem, the establishment. Uh, and, and so they want the actual small government, lower tax, uh, constitutional activists, uh, but you don't know where to find them. Well, I'm telling you, Fridays at Scramblers, if you are one of those folks that are looking for a connection with people that are constitutionally minded individuals and scramblers is the place that uh that you need to be and you, you show up and you're like all right who are they uh just come up to the table and ask us and we've had this happen before and i'm very glad it's the whole point in talking about it people have come up and say i heard you on air talk about this is a place to come if i if i want to find out how it is that i can get involved in a meaningful way uh meeting like-minded individuals and uh where do i go where are these folks and we'll point you in the right direction we'll make those introductions i love new folks so that uh is uh, every friday as we broadcast live from our friday road show location scramblers republic road and national of course the state of the union taking place last night um what most people expected occurred occurred that is um, lying, of course, um, portraying us as uh, living in uh, a great economy uh, with an acknowledgement there's more to be done. And then all the bad people in the world are other Americans, billionaires, oil industry. I mean, we listed through them. It's easy to know ahead of time because it's their their standard go-to uh, groupings of other Americans that they demonize and blame for the problems that they create. And they do it, frankly, because it works. They've created these teams, and you are either with us or against us. It's pretty interesting. I remember when Bush was president and directly after 9-11, when it came to siding with us or the terrorists, I mean, Bush said, you're either with us or them. Uh, there's no real middle ground in this war. You, you're you know, with one side or the other. You're with us or them. And, and he was really criticized by Democrats. How dare you force people to choose? Yet that's what they do with the American people today. They won't do it with terrorists necessarily, but with the American people. 
If you're with us, you're against wealthy people. If you're with us, you're against Christians. If you're with us, you're against parents who want a say in their child's education. If you're, if you're with us, you're against uh, industry. I mean, it, you know, they, they create these divisions, and it was on display last night. We will play some audio coming up. I'm not going to lead with the State of the Union. Uh, I'm not going to spend the whole sh- – I, I suspect this is going to be talked about wildly throughout the day today. Uh, to a great degree, uh, but we will have some of those uh, those moments coming up. What I did want to start off with is this: it's it is embarrassing what Springfield has been reduced to when it comes to what is considered the community newspaper, and that is the News Leader. As many of you know, there was legislation in Florida that was aimed at improving the education of students by preventing the teaching of things that, one, are not appropriate, or at least it's up to the parent as to whether the subject matter is appropriate, But secondly, and as important, perhaps even more important, things that in no way, shape, or form are helping prepare kids to get out there in the real world and compete with kids from other countries that are actually focused on education as opposed to this country. And because it had a focus on meaningful results for children in education and empowering parents to actually have a say in their children's education. And because these are things, these are issues that are embraced by Republicans, that means Democrats have to take the opposite position. But because they knew that most people are not on their side when it comes to those issues, they have to lie about what the legislation is and call it the don't say gay bill, right? Even though it had nothing... It could have just as accurately been called the don't say straight bill. Because it was regarding anything that was inappropriate regarding sexuality and gender fluality, specifically for uh, young kids kindergarten through third grade. Heterosexuality, just as much as homosexuality, but they lie about it. And virtually everyone in the real world recognized what was going on with that. What was that? Almost a year ago, we've been through that. And, and, and the media became a source of mockery because of their falsely labeling something that had nothing to do with focusing on gayness, but calling it the don't say gay bill. It's just, it's almost cartoonish. Learning from mistakes is clearly something that the news leader does not do, the mistakes of other journalists. Here's the headline, Missouri Lawmakers Way Proposal Coined Most Extreme Don't Say Gay Bill in the U.S. <laughs> so it's as if they have no clue, and I think that they don't. They get these young people that don't really know what's going on. They get their news from activists that they align themselves with, and they use this over-the-top rhetoric that is lost on average people. But they just that's the bubble that they choose to live in. And so not only is there no recognition here that the, the, the title of Florida's legislation being 
changed in the media's the don't say gay bill became sort of a source of mockery and an illustration of how dishonest the media is. The newsletter clearly I, totally disconnected from that, but decided to take it a step further and call this one the most extreme don't say gay bill. Now, they write it off as well. I mean, that's what people call it. Well, that doesn't mean it's accurate. Now, it is similar to Florida. I'm going to explain to you what is in it. And it's basic common sense. It's the sort of thing you would not think we would even have to develop legislation regarding. And if the aside from the moral component to all of it, if we as a nation and if we as a state were truly focused on having an education system that was all about graduating students that were as equipped as possible to take on students from other countries who come here to the United States, then this would not be an issue. But that's not the priority, at least for some activists. And so, you know, how about we call it the protect kids from groomers bill? Now, would the news leader begin describing it as that? No, we would hear all about how it has nothing to do with that. We would hear all about how this has nothing to do with grooming children, what they're trying. How dare you? That's hateful language. But when their side, the activists on the left, deem it the don't say gay bill, even though it has nothing to do with singling out homosexuality, they are more than happy to try and make people believe that that's what the legislation is about. And then they give themselves the escape route by putting quotes around it. Like, I mean, we put quotes around it, so they know what they're doing. They're dishonest. Jason Ryma with the latest news update. Evangel University has received a $2 million challenge grant to build the Valor Center, a 70,000-square-foot arena and training facility. That grant from the Baby Foundation challenges Evangel to finalize the $18.5 million fundraising effort for the Valor Center over the next year. Also today, a man convicted of killing four people has been put to death in Missouri. Last-minute appeals unsuccessful Leonard Raheem Taylor was strapped to a gurney at the Missouri State Prison and ejected with a lethal dose of pentobarbital for killing his girlfriend Angela Rowe and her three young children in 2004. Rowe's sister Jerwan was one of eight family members who witnessed the execution. She called it justice served. It don't make the pain no easier, but make it... Um, Taylor, in a final statement, wrote, Death is not your enemy, it is your destiny. Look forward to meeting it. Peace. Jack Callahan, Fox News. An advocacy group has released a report saying a large majority of hospitals continue to hide the cost of care from consumers. PatientRightsAdvocate.org says that includes 36 hospitals in Missouri, including Cox North, Mercy Hospital in Springfield, and Mercy Hospitals in Aurora, Joplin, Lebanon, and Cassville. Only six hospitals in Missouri were found to be in full compliance with a law that was enacted two years ago, requiring them to post their real prices online. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock 1041. And the first alert forecast sponsored by Navant employee benefits that work. Flood watch through tomorrow morning for counties along and south of 44. Up to three and a half inches of rain is possible. So rain today, some wind, high of 50. Showers, storms tonight, 36. Wind chill down to 26. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, 52, and much cooler, even colder, dare I say, Friday. 
with a high of 30. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Springfield News Leader headline, Missouri Lawmakers Way Proposal Coined Most Extreme Don't Say Gay Bill in the U.S. Now, much like the Florida Don't Say Gay Bill, it doesn't have anything to do with singling out gay at all. But let's not stop the Springfield News Leader from once again providing a disservice and giving readers an incorrect impression about the facts. See, I happen to be one of these people. I recognize how the activists that got a journalism degree operate. They justify and they rationalize. I say, well, it's accurate that some people have coined it that. Now, I didn't pay God knows how much money to get a piece of paper that somehow deems me superior in the ways of journalism. I wasn't even uh, a member of Tiger Tales, the high school newspaper. Never really had interest in it. But the way I look at it, your goal should be, if it is a newspaper, for example, that the reader based off the information you provide, the way you provide it, the wording you use. They have the clearest understanding possible as to what is actually happening. So, it may be rationalized that, well, I mean, we put it in quotes, and and we say that it's coined most extreme, don't say gay, Bill, and that's technically true. When people read that headline, do you really genuinely believe that is the best way to get people to really truly understand what is going on here? Now, some extreme activists will say, yes, because this means don't say gay. Well, there's another level of ignorance there. So this bill, Senate Bill 134, Senator Mike Moon, is about preventing discussion in the public schools relating to all the gender identity, the sexual orientation stuff, the things that take away, eat up time that otherwise can be used to teach young people things that will get them ahead, that will prepare them to take on kids that are being imported from countries like India and China who are more prepared, particularly when it comes to science, technology, the STEM, in which there is virtue signaling focus on, but when it really comes down to it and maximizing the amount of time that we have young people in school, we have a certain amount of time, and instead of saying we're going to squeeze everything we can out of that in order to best serve these kids, we don't. And so this is an attempt to get us back on track. Incidentally, despite false claims and misleading headlines, it doesn't ban even the discussion of such things or the teaching of such things. It specifies in what setting and by what professionals should be having those conversations if they are going to be had. So in other words, it specifies that if there are going to be discussions, let's say that you've got a child that is confused, uh, they're watching a lot of Disney, and they think that they're transgender or non-binary, and they want someone to talk to, 
licensed mental health providers who work for the schools would be the ones to have those discussions. Now, for people who love certifications, for people who love holding up people who have degrees as the ultimate authority, you would think that this is something that people on the left would want. That in dealing with issues that can be very intimate and emotionally um, uh, traumatic at times, If you are going to put the emotional health and safety in the hands of somebody in the school district, it would be an individual that is properly trained when it comes to mental health issues, would would you not? For whatever odd reason, people on the left seem to have a tremendous problem with this. This doesn't have anything to do with focusing on or singling out gay. It has nothing to do with focusing on or singling out transgender. It has nothing to do with banning discussions of sexuality. It simply says that the professionals, those who are trained to talk to young people about such issues, are the ones who will do it under this legislation. I don't know about you, but that just seems like common sense. Aside from it being trained professionals that will be discussing it under this legislation with students, should they feel the need to have these conversations with an adult. It also compartmentalizes it out of what would be normal classroom time in which we should once again be focusing on the things that get us ahead, not continue to make children fall further behind. As I've noted before, it would be one situation if we were so far ahead when it comes to public education in this country. We had 100% graduation rates across the board, and it didn't have anything to do with finagling the numbers or just passing kids to get them through or giving kids goofy extra credit just so we can pad the numbers. But when it came to competing other countries, they were telling their parliaments and their state or their legislatures to import Americans because they have this drought of people who are educated enough to lead the fields, particularly when it comes to STEM issues. If that were the situation, we're like, we just don't even know what to teach these kids anymore. I mean, we have maximized every amount of time. We are the leader in the world. We have figured out how to do it effectively and efficiently. No other country, when it comes to educating their children, even holds a candle to the United States. The problem is that's nowhere near reality. We continue to screw kids over. And so aside from what the subject matter itself is and the moral component and the, and the parental aspect of it, which is another part of this, it's just simply saying that parents, they kind of need to be notified if these conversations are going to take place. Once again, something that shows that the left want to totally separate parents from their kids because they're opposed to what otherwise is a perfectly normal approach. But while the rest of the, con- or the, rest of the world... Most of the rest of the world is focusing on serving their kids 
and making sure that the time that is allotted for education purposes is doing whatever is necessary to give them the tools to succeed in the rest of the world while here in the United States, this is the sort of thing that the left has us fighting over. Well, kindergartner teachers should be able to talk about who they love. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Text message. I know there are more important things to talk about, but I just cannot un, uh, unsee that kiss between Jill and, and Doug. <laughs> we, we will talk about that. We are going to talk about some of the State of the Union. It's funny. That is one of the takeaways. That's what you said, too, you pervert, that you just couldn't stop thinking about. Oh, we have got to talk about that. And I know you said we'll talk about it later, but what was that? Maybe they're swingers. I don't know. I saw an article about uh, swingers. I've read that this is true. Then I've read others that say it's not true. So I suspect it is for some or others that that upside down pineapples are a symbol for swingers. Like sort of it's this unspoken message so that if you are a swinger couple and you are at a party at someone's house or for, and you see that they have some sort of whatever it is it wouldn't necessarily be obvious but a design or a painting that are upside down pineapples that that lets you know sort of like oh okay uh, these people are swingers as well but that loofah sponges are now replacing yeah i've heard this so maybe yeah i wonder if the bidens have loofah sponges around the white house maybe that's what's going on here maybe that is uh, but you know you see that and kamala's like oh no She's like, now I know what this means. She's way, way, way too old for Joe Biden, though. So maybe it's just a half swing. Does that work? I don't know. I See, when I saw it, I thought, you know, maybe she's taken one for the team and she wanted to do something so weird before the State of the Union mm. that people wouldn't focus on what Biden was oh, saying. Oh, that it would be a distraction. Yeah, because I was distracted for like 10 minutes because I had to look it up again. And I was like... She had to watch it over and well, over again. Well, I, I thought to it's myself... It's like watching video of the buildings collapsing in Turkey and Syria. I thought... Or, I mean, uh, yeah. Maybe, just maybe, like, they were going for a kiss on the cheek. You know, that makes sense. And they they both, instead of going both to their right, they both went to the, you know, and they... I don't know. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, because I saw it live, and I thought, okay, well, maybe my brain was just playing tricks on me. I have to watch this again. And I'm like, nope, sure wasn't. So... Maybe yeah. he just – some people love women who wear shower curtains as dresses. I guess Maybe so. that's what's going on there. Uh, so we are going to get to, to uh, some of that, including State of the Union, coming up. I do have a couple of other things that I, I did want to get to because they are very important also, including this is just unbelievable. Biden has given waivers to Iran and Russia, allowing them to work together on Iran's nuclear ambitions while you know, funneling funding to Russia. I, I mean, it is just the, once again, we see the worst players in the world are the people who benefit from the Biden administration, while the rest of the world, including American citizens, are constantly on the back seat. Traffic update, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Got a flood watch through tomorrow morning. Counties along south of 44, up to three and a half inches of rain possible with rain continuing today. High of 50, wind chill 34. Showers and storms tonight down to 36, mostly sunny 52 tomorrow, and then 38 on Friday, mostly cloudy. 
Biden administration is allowing Iran to develop its nuclear program while enriching Russia. I kid you not. It, 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 former Secretary of Defense Gates during the Obama administration, while he was glowing of, of his reviews of Biden as a person, thought he's a swell guy, he's hard not to like, noted in his book that he's wrong on every policy, every foreign policy. To sit. I mean, it's just remarkable with the consistency. And I'm telling you, you see why it is that he put that in writing. As somebody who did not dislike Biden, it wasn't rhetorical. You, you just, the decisions that are made, you can imagine the access that Gates had to Biden in conversations that they would sit around and have, whether it's in the Oval Office or perhaps when he was a U.S. senator. And, and you know, before he necessarily had the authority to put his thoughts into play. And and you can imagine just what we have seen regarding Biden and his foreign policy decisions, why it is that Gates made that official declaration, because it is it's tr- it's just like anything that is done by Biden, any decision that is made that shifts things in a way that are positive towards one uh, grouping of people and have negative side effects for another. The, the, the people who benefit are always the bad guys. We could go down the list, of course, the border, who wins, human traffickers, people that like to rape kids, people that like to buy kids to rape, people that like to sell kids to be raped, drug cartels. They, they all. They, there's been no greater benefit provided to any grouping than there has been those people due to the border policies of Biden. Afghanistan, I mean, hell, you think the Taliban ever, the Taliban won the lottery with Biden. Let's just be straight up about it. I I don't think anyone can argue that. Uh, That that isn't true. This is, how long did they fight? How long did they hide all with what otherwise would be considered some sort of pipe dream to to take over Afghanistan. And Biden's just like, oh, I'll just give it to you. Oh, by the way, you want billions of dollars? You want weaponry that you never could have fathomed you would ever have? We'll leave that for you, too. Oh, you want an Air Force base? We'll leave that. I, it's just unbelievable. ISIS must be kicking themselves, thinking, why the hell could he not have been president instead of Trump? Biden would have have recognized he would have done whatever he would have done. ISIS would not only still have strategic control over parts of Syria and Iraq, but it probably would be its own country by now. I I mean, you just look at decision after decision after decision, the, the. The pipeline that Trump had all put a a halt to that Russia desperately wanted in order to make 
European countries reliant on Russia for energy. That would be a huge revenue pipeline. And it was such a no-brainer during the election, of course. Biden's out there saying, oh, yeah, I mean, that's one thing we agree on. I mean, he's not in office for a couple of months, and he reverses it. So I decided to go ahead without giving any explanation other than, well, they were almost done anyhow. Well, they were almost done when you were running for president as well. Now, here's the latest. The Biden administration renewed a series of sanction waivers that he has been giving that permit Iran and Russia to cooperate on nuclear work at Iranian enrichment sites, according to a non-public notification that was sent to Congress and obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Because if there's anything that says brilliance, it is fostering a cooperative relationship between a country like Iran and Russia and fostering it over the enhancement of Iran having nuclear weapons. I mean, can you think of any more perfect relationship to foster than that? While that idiot, dangerous Trump was creating peace accords between Israel and Middle Eastern countries. We have the brilliant Joe Biden that is focusing on creating accords and and relationships that benefit Iran and Russia over nuclear weapons. It it is way past time that we go ahead and, and, and award Biden a Nobel Peace Prize. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken authorized the waivers on January 31st, but Congress was not notified of the decision until late on February 3rd after the Free Beacon began making inquiries about the exemptions. So they were trying to hide it from Congress. And, much like the Chinese spy apparatus, once the media got a hold of it, and started to make it public, they run out there scrambling as quickly as possible to make it look as if, oh, no, no, we're doing what we're supposed to do here. We're we're not hiding anything. We're not trying to keep anything from the American people. Senior congressional sources said the Biden administration is trying to sweep the sanction waivers under the rug amid renewed concerns about Iran and Russia's military alliance. They're going to take a traffic update and more on this. This is such a sad state of affairs. This is devastatingly huge news. Yet I suspect it is not going to get, I know it won't get the coverage it deserves. There will probably be some congressional hearings that will get some coverage, maybe by Fox News, of course, Newsmax, AON, uh, the major networks will totally ignore it. Instead, focusing on, you know, Stormy Daniels or things that are so irrelevant to not just the national security of the United States, but the stability of the world. Let's go to traffic. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The Biden administration giving waivers to Iran and Russia so that the two can work to develop nuclear weapons for Iran while financially enriching Russia because Biden is brilliant. Apparently trying to keep it from Congress, the Washington Free Beacon began making inquiries about the exemptions upon hearing whispers evidently, and then it was at that point that they decided to let Congress know about this. The waivers, which are a vestige of the 2015 nuclear deal that the Biden administration is trying to salvage, still 
provides billions and billions of dollars in profit for Russia state-controlled firms such as the Rosatom Nuclear Company for work at Iran's nuclear plant, which is a contested military site suspected of housing nuclear weapons programs. So again, it's as if there's a checklist of all of the wrong things to do here, all of the wrong facilities to support, all of the wrong people to help, and Biden is doing that. I have to just footnote here something that I have footnoted on numerous occasions, but I cannot express how much clarity this gives. And that is the revelation years ago when Obama was president that bin Laden's plot to assassinate Obama was not about Obama. It was about, in his own writings to his other, quote, generals, putting Biden in the presidency because he felt that Biden would be such a disaster after following him, watching him, observing him, recognizing what other leaders recognized in him, what a disaster he is and how he's wrong about everything when it comes to the United States. He he believed that Biden becoming president would do what 9-11 could not. And that was destroy this country. These these letters, these entries were found during one of the raids. I think it was a number of raids of, of safe houses of some of the people that bin Laden would communicate with. And some of it may have been found when bin Laden was, was killed in his compound. But th- this, is, this isn't uh, uh, something that is uh, alleged. I mean, this is something that's fully acknowledged occurred. That was his motivation. <clears throat> and when you see things like this. You understand, frankly, how bin Laden had greater clarity regarding Joe Biden than apparently the vast majority of people in this world do. Certainly more than the Democrat Party and the media. At this particular site, Iran is enriching uranium, which of course is the key component in nuclear weapons. And they're doing it to purity levels that international observers note will put them in the reach of the bombs. By permitting cooperation, critics note the Biden administration is allowing Iran to develop its nuclear program while at the same time enriching Russia through businesses with state-controlled organizations. <laughs> so uh, these, these sanctions that Biden was running around talking about just how how tough he was being on Russia through sanctions, in the meantime, is actually lifting, giving waivers on sanctions that were having meaningful impact. So it completely offsets and negates any sort of virtue signaling sanctions that were done, while at the same time helping Iran develop nuclear weapons. Richard Goldberg, a senior advisor to the Foundation for Defense of Democracy's think tank and a former White House National Security Council director, noted these waivers sent a message to both Tehran and Moscow that Washington still wants to move forward with a Russia-enabled Iran nuclear deal where Russia's President Putin and the mullahs both make billions and billions of dollars. It's a real stab in the back to Ukraine and a win for the Russian-run company. 
The renewal of the waivers comes as Congress works to crack down on the Iranian-Russian access, particularly as Tehran provides Moscow with drones for its ongoing war in Ukraine. State Department did not answer Free Beacon requests for comment about the waivers dating back to January 31st when they first signed. So you have two conflicting approaches here, one in which Congress has currently been working to prevent, to drive a wedge between that relationship and behind the scenes, through back doors, you have the Biden administration working against Congress's effort and working on behalf of Russia and Iran. Again, this isn't an outside observer trying to put together pieces to figure out what's going on. This is something that they have fully quietly had to acknowledge to Congress. The waivers that the Biden administration is providing Russia is also allowing them to profit from its role as the primary custodian of Iran's enriched uranium. Uh, Iran has been shipping a portion of this nuclear material to Russia in exchange for natural uranium that is less likely to be used in a in a weapons program. The deal has angered Iran hawks, put Russia in a position to arm Iran with heavily enriched uranium at any point of Russia's choosing. So again, just brilliant. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Floors Plus, Nick said, Springfield, all of your flooring needs. The great folks do a great job. Craftsmen. Whether it, And they have all the flooring that you could possibly imagine between the different types of wood and hardwood floors, luxury vinyl planking, tile, carpeting. And then the plus part of Floors Plus, any sort of backsplashing you may need, or a customized shower. You know, it's become popular because it's easy just to have those one-size-fits-all. You plunk it in, and like, oh, it's done in a day. Isn't that awesome? Um, and, you know, it serves some purpose. But, man, remember the days where, I mean, the showers, it was just an experience, and it was custom-designed. It, it wasn't something that you're like, oh, well, this is the same shower 80 other people in my neighborhood have, but customized. They can do that for you as well with their craftsmen. Uh, that's Floors Plus, Nixa, and Springfield. Joe Manchin is a guy that has, so far anyhow, just blanked away a great position that he had in his state. Now, he's a Democrat, but... He was he had incredibly high approval ratings because he presented himself in words and sometimes in actions as not being a partisan guy. And and ultimately, when it came down to it, uh, he would stand up for the people of his state. And that was his job. And so even a lot of Republicans liked him. But then came the laughably titled. Inflation Reduction Act, which he signed on for, and that was wildly unpopular amongst his constituents, so much so he tried to claim that he got concessions that would help out the state, but but the people in his state were just appalled that he would try and pull one over on them, you know, claiming that it would reduce it. And then he's like, well, I didn't say it would immediately. It is hurting him, and it ha- the, the hurt has been sustained. Um, there was a morning consult poll, and the Republican governor— of West Virginia, Jim Justice, who is largely believed to be the the potential challenger to run against Manchin, has an approval rating in the state of West Virginia at 64%, and Manchin is only at 40. 
that Inflation Reduction Act and his decision to help get it across the finish line could very well be seen as the end of his career in the U.S. Senate. News in 60 seconds.